today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. As you know, uh, the Patrick Brown saga, uh, I don't know if it's continuing, if it's coming to an end, or if there's going to be an encore performance. Who knows? Uh, Patrick Brown has resigned from the Ontario PC leadership race, of course, uh, issuing a four-page letter explaining why he was doing this to the party brass, basically uh, saying that um, he wants to concentrate on clearing his name and his notice of libel, that he has served CTV. He wants to concentrate on that. He doesn't want this to be a distraction to the party and said that uh, this has been hard on his family and uh, he he needs to turn the page and uh, take a step back uh, while he tries to uh, clear his name. To talk more about all of this, Paul Thomas is with us, postdoctoral fellow, Department of Political Science, Riddell Graduate Program in Political Management, Carleton University, and on the line with us now. Paul, thanks for taking the time to join us today. We appreciate this. Thank you so much for having me. So, Paul, your take on the Patrick Brown saga from beginning to where we are now. I, I want to, you know, I don't want to say the end because who knows what could happen. But from what <laughs> you've seen so far, I, I mean, do you think from this point on, once they get to the leadership race, it's smooth sailing? I don't know if it's uh, fully smooth sailing, but I think the party's position is definitely improved with Brown out of the race. Uh, with him there, there was going to be a lot of the other candidates attacking him in debates or in messages to party supporters. Um, and now that he's not there, you'll you'll not be sort of uh, sifting through the past, but probably be able to focus a bit more on the future direction of the party, uh, what could be coming up in the, the June election. Do you think he could have won the leadership? That is hard to say. Uh, his campaign leaked some polling over the weekend saying that he was in first. Uh, although not uh, with the overall majority needed to win, but he was the uh, had I guess more support than anyone else running. Uh, you have to take that I guess with a grain of salt, given that it was from his campaign itself. But what I think now is that a lot of the people the the race will be decided by who is a party member, who holds uh, membership, determines who has the the right to vote in the race. Um, Brown had joined on the last day to sign up as a leadership contender, but it was also the last day to sign up to vote in the race. So people who, if you go and join the PC uh, party today, you won't be able to vote for the leader. You had to have joined by February 26th. And so given that, I imagine most of the people who were jumping in to to vote for Ford or Elliott had already done so, and the question would have been how many of his old supporters from 2015 had stayed around. Um, usually parties lose a lot of members um, between races. So I, I think it would have been doubtful that he could have pulled it out. Why would he bother to have entered the race? Rumor has it that all of this stuff, there were no secrets, that, you know, rumor had it that there were a series of manila envelopes waiting to, you know, uh, be dislodged just as we came right up into the election. And he would have known that. Advisors would have known that. Why would he have jumped in in the first place, do you think? It's really difficult to say. He seemed to genuinely have been convinced that he somehow had cleared his name. Um, I mean, he went and took the polygraph tests um, and had a number of people come out and make statements on his behalf uh, that seemed to him to have cleared him from these allegations of sexual harassment. I think what happened, though, is that he wasn't anticipating the the other things that came out. Right. Um, sort of the, say, the um, 
All of the allegations about the inappropriate travel that Randy Hillier put out, the discussion of his home, and the extent to which um, his girlfriend was dragged into it, that did seem to sort of take him aback. And uh, as you said in the intro, the, the discussion about him wanting to protect his family uh, was, it seemed to be um, surprising in some ways that he wasn't anticipating this, um, but that he wasn't able to turn the page um, even after sort of, at least in his mind, putting the sexual harassment allegations to bed. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.